Thanks for listening to the Refuel Podcast. Be sure to tune in every Thursday for a new episode. All right, give it up for the band. That was a good first song. Give it up. Come on now. (laughs) All right, so tonight we are talking about toxic people. Now, some of you in here are talking. No, I'm just kidding. But... (laughs) Tonight we are talking about toxic people. What I have to make a little disclaimer. What I don't want to see is you nudging your buddy or saying, oh my gosh, that's him over there. Like none of that, okay? Like while we're talking about toxic people, um, tonight we're talking about how to love them. And we're doing this because Jesus loved us when we were his enemies. And so because of that, we can love our enemies. And so like I said, tonight we are talking about toxic people. Um, Now before we jump into the Bible this evening, We have to define what a toxic person is, right? So does anybody, no names, no names, can anybody like shout out some characteristics of a toxic person? Go. Just fire. Mean. Okay. Selfish. All right. Huh? Hypocritical. Can't say that one. (laughs) All right. All right. Good, 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 good. Okay. So. Yes, those were all characteristics of a toxic person. And so if you Google toxic, the actual definition of toxic is harmful or unpleasant. And so um, we are going to kind of take that harmful and unpleasant, unpleasant and tie it into people and see how they're toxic. And so on the screen here, I have five different things. Now, there are many more. Like you guys just shouted many more of what makes a person toxic. But these are the five that we're going to focus in today. Um, Number one. They always blame you for everything, right? Does anybody have a friend like that? Don't poke your friend. <laughs> okay, but does anybody have a friend that like, no matter what, it's always your fault. You're, you're the problem in the fight. Um, and so it is never their fault. That's a toxic person. Number two, uh, they never admit their mistakes. Like a toxic person will never say that they were wrong and genuinely mean it. If they apologize, then the apology is worded to make you feel bad. Um, And it's not a genuine apology. And so that's a toxic person. Number three, they do not respect your boundaries. Some of you are in relationships right now where your boyfriend or girlfriend is toxic because they won't respect your boundaries. Um, But they know that you aren't comfortable doing something and yet they pressure you into doing it. Um, That is a toxic person. Number four, they are dishonest. Um, A toxic person has a way of manipulating or saying things to where they don't lie, but they're also not telling the whole truth. And so they take this, this truth and turn it into their version of reality. And then this isn't just like forgetting how something happened. Um, this is like them lying to your face and then disguising it and gaslighting you into believing them. And so I actually have to admit, I had no idea what gaslighting meant until I met Gracie and then she like caught me up on all the lingo. So I know what gaslighting means. Like I told Gracie when we first started dating that I was going to gaslight her. I thought it meant like gas her up. Like, yeah, you're awesome. Like you're good at volleyball, but that is not what gaslighting means. Okay. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) I felt like an old person and I'm only 21. Okay. But number five, lastly, they play the victim all the time. Toxic people want you to feel sorry for them. Uh, In whatever situation, they are always the victim, like we talked about. Like, it's, it's always like when you're trying to tell, something about, tell someone about a hard 
situation that you're facing, they try to like outsad in you, like, oh man, that sucks, but this is what I'm going through. That's a toxic person. They never just listen and they're never just there for you. So does anybody have a toxic person in their life or know a toxic person? You can raise your hand on this one. It's okay. Just don't poke your friend. Okay, yeah. So this is, this is just someone who is out to get you. A toxic person um, is one who spreads rumors about you. Like Matt shared an example, um, how a person had something against him and it wasn't because of anything he did, but then another person told this person that Matt said something about him and Matt never said it. And so that's a toxic person. Um, or maybe it's a family member, like a parent or a sibling that always is just trying to drag you down. Like they always want to bring you down with their negativity. Um, and so whoever it may be in your life, they're toxic and they know it. Um, so now, how do you handle a toxic person? This was one of our tag, um, one of our tag questions. So, if you Google how to handle a toxic person, you'll get hundreds and hundreds of articles. Um, but these articles, all three, or all of them kind of say the same three things. These are the top things that you do to a toxic person. And so, number one, you cut them off. Like you guys always hear, like period, cut them off. Um, and so, you stop spending time with them, remove them, from, remove all that negativity, uh, negativity and, and negative vibes out of your life. Like cut them off and get rid of them. Number two, do not open up to them. Google says do not open up to them at all. Uh, put up these walls and protect yourself emotionally. Like never let them know what you're feeling or why you're feeling it or what you're going through. Um, and so number three, you put yourself first. Put yourself first. Stop worrying about what they think or what they feel. It's time for you to spend some time and work on yourself. Um, chase after what you want. No matter what, if they don't support it, then they're toxic. You come first. That's what Google would tell you. And so all of these things sound great. I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, why wouldn't you cut them off? Why wouldn't you refuse to talk to them? Why wouldn't you put yourself first when it comes to handling a toxic person? Uh, well, the truth is, um, it's because you aren't called to handle toxic people. You are called to love toxic people. And so, if you have your Bibles, flip over to Romans 12 with me. Romans 12 and verse 14. Romans 12 and verse 14 says, it's up on the screen if you don't have a Bible or a phone. It says, bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. That means just regular people. Don't be too proud for that. And don't think that you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way, in such a way that everyone can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Verse 19, dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to your righteous, to the righteous anger of God. For the scriptures say, I will take revenge and I will pay them back, says the Lord. Verse 20, instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. In other words, they will feel so bad that you were nice to them and you didn't give them that reaction that it will burn them up. And lastly, verse 21, don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. 
You see, the Apostle Paul wrote Romans. And so he, he's writing, um, back then they didn't have chapters, but we kind of broke it up in our English. But um, he, he's writing this letter to the Roman church. And they were being persecuted by some very toxic people. So toxic that um, the Romans wanted them dead. They, they went as far as wanting them dead. This wasn't just, oh, they're spreading rumors. Like, no, they were out to kill them. And so Paul understood this persecution. He understood it better than anyone else at the time. Uh, like this dude is writing this letter while he is in a prison in Corinth because of persecution, because he was preaching the gospel. And so Paul understands that aspect to be persecuted. But not only that, Paul understands what it's like to persecute someone. Uh, before he became Paul, he was previously known as Saul before he met Jesus. He made a living off of killing Christians and hunting them down. And so Paul knows what it's like to persecute, but he also knows what it's like to be persecuted. And so he writes this letter to the Roman church uh, to encourage them through their persecution. Now Paul gives us five ways he encourages the, the, the Roman church here in five different ways. Um, and, and number one, Paul says, he says to bless toxic people. He tells us to pray for toxic people. Do not curse that toxic person in your life. This, this doesn't mean like you guys hear curse and you think, oh, I can't cuss at them, like I'm good. No, that's not what that means. Definitely don't cuss at people either. But um, this means like, don't wish bad upon them. Don't speak bad about them. Instead, pray and bless them. Remember what Jesus said in Luke 23 and verse 34. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Man, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't have Google back then and he didn't cut us off. Uh, he, didn't, he didn't refuse to open his heart. And he, he definitely, like I'm so glad Jesus chose not to put himself first. Instead, he prayed for those who persecuted him. Uh, number two, Paul says to be with toxic people emotionally. Paul tells us that. When it comes to toxic people, we are to be happy when they are happy and sad when they are sad. You have to be willing to set aside your own emotional feelings to support a toxic person. I don't know, like, could you do that? Could you, could you set aside what you're feeling to be there for them no matter what it is? Like, when you're, you're, you try to go to them and yet they just suck the life out of you. Like, you, you feel so emotionally drained. But Paul says to continually give. Be there when they're happy. Be there when they're sad. This is unnatural for us to do because it goes against everything that is instilled in you. And especially with, with uh, things like Google today, like it is in your internal sin nature that, and that's all you hear in school, on TikTok, so other social media. All you hear is to put yourself first. But think back to John 13 really quick. John thir chapter 13, when Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, you see, Jesus already knew that Judas was going to betray him at, the moment, like at, at that time as Jesus is washing the feet of the person who betrayed him. He had every right, every right to flip out and get angry. I mean, I would probably get angry if somebody put a hit out for me or, or if I knew that they were plotting against me. I would be so angry. And man, Jesus washed his feet. Wash the feet of the person who would betray him. And so, man, I am so glad that Jesus didn't cut us out or refuse to open his heart. And he chose not to put himself first. Instead, he washed 
the feet of a toxic person. Number three, Paul tells them to live humbly with toxic people. Harmony and pride, these are two different things that have no place existing together. Pride tells you that you are better than everyone. Harmony says that we're all on the same playing field. We all go through the same struggles. Do not let yourself, like don't let yourself think that you're too good that you won't eat lunch with that poor kid. Or, or you're too good that you won't eat with that kid that's the outcast. Or you won't just ask him how their day's going in the hallway. Don't think you're too good. Philippians 2 and verse 7 says, instead, it's talking about Jesus. Instead, he gave, him, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. Jesus gave up the throne of heaven, his actual throne of heaven, to come down here and become a slave, to take on the form of a slave. Before he came down, Jesus never knew pain. Before he was made a man, he never knew sadness. He never knew brokenness. Some of these things that you guys know. He never even knew what was good, right? Adam and Eve in the garden, they ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There was only holy before there was good and evil. That's all that Jesus ever knew was holy. Listen, your athletic abilities are nothing compared to the holiness of God. Your, your mommy and daddy's money is nothing compared to the holiness of God. Your grades are nothing compared to what Jesus stepped down from. And yet Jesus gave up heaven. He gave up heaven to become, to become life, like to give life to us and to die for us. Man, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't cut us out he didn't refuse to open his heart and he chose not to put himself first. Instead, he humbled himself and became like a servant. Number four, Paul says to seek peace with toxic people. We should seek to live peaceably with toxic people. We are to do what is right. We are to do what is good. Even though we are not of this world, if you are a believer in Christ, you are not of this world, we should seek peace in this world when peace is possible. Now, when I say that, Paul says, do all that you can to live in peace. That means that sometimes peace won't be met. You can't always have peace with a toxic person. The biggest thing um, that we cannot have peace with over a toxic person is the truth. The truth is the truth. And so the pursuit of peace does not come at the price of truth. Many have made this error in, in wanting peace so badly that you'll sacrifice your Christian values or you'll sacrifice the biblical truth that you know. The pursuit of peace does not come at the price of truth. In John 16 and verse 33, Jesus says, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome this world. We can have peace with a toxic person because Jesus has overcome this world. He has overcome their toxicness. Our peace is not just a feeling. It's not just like, oh, I have good vibes right now. No, that's not the peace that he's talking about here. Our peace is found in the giver of genuine, true peace. Jesus is the prince of peace. Man, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't cut us out, refused to open his heart, 
and chose not to put himself. Instead, he is the giver, the provider of peace. Number five, Jesus, or Jesus, <laughs> Paul says to live differently than toxic people. This world tells us that if someone hurts us, we hurt them back, right? Like if someone do, does you dirty, then you go behind their back and you do the same thing. Like, oh my mama, bro, I swear, I'm about to drag you. Like, that's what a lot of you probably think. Um, but no, Paul says, don't let evil overtake you, but let good take care of evil. The Jewish people at the time expected the Messiah to come down. They expected him to come down from, from heaven on a horse and to establish this kingdom. And he wanted, they wanted uh, their Messiah to eliminate all their enemies and deliver them from the hands of Rome at the time. And so they expected him to come down and establish this worldly kingdom. And yet he was literally born in a barn, like in a manger, the lowest of lows. And he, he chose supernatural love over earthly royalty. Jesus had every right to come down here and establish that kingdom. He had every right to come down here and wipe out the enemies of the Jewish people. And yet he came down as a servant born in a barn and chose love over royalty. Man, I am so glad that Jesus didn't cut us off, refused to open his heart and chose not to put himself first. Instead, he set aside revenge and served those who would eventually murder him. And I'll close with this and then we can get out of here. Listen, whether you want to admit it or not, you are naturally always going to choose to cut people off. You're going to refuse to open, open up to toxic people. And you are always, naturally, you are always going to put yourself first. This means that you, you yourself, are toxic. You are toxic. That means that I am toxic. That means that we are all naturally toxic. But man, I am so glad that Jesus continues to choose us today. I'm so glad that he always has his heart open to us. I'm so glad that he will continually chase after us and put us first. My hope is that we strive to love toxic people the way that Jesus loves us. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this opportunity to open your word. Um, Lord, we thank you that there are toxic people in our lives. Lord, I pray that we would learn to love them the way that you love us. God, I pray that we would um, be a people who, who isn't scared. Like, we're not scared to, to open up to toxic people. That we are vulnerable. And Lord, I pray that we, we wouldn't just cut them off and that we would choose to put other people first. God, I, I pray all these things because we are not called to handle toxic people. We are called to love them. And we are called to love them how you love us. And so God, I pray as we go throughout our week, uh, may that be true. May that be on our hearts. And may we live that out and love toxic people. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Refuel Podcast. If you have any questions or would like to review the notes from this podcast, be sure to download the Refuel app from the App Store on any mobile device.